0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: The AFL footy ops manager who's up in Brisbane looking forward to one of the two AFLW prelims that are uh, going to be decided today. Steve Hocking's been good enough to join us on the show here on Crunch Time. Steve, thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate you joining us.
2: Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me on. You're you're a Ballarat, are you? You got, got the puffer jacket on.
1: Oh, I I have. We've just had a break in the weather, though, Steve, down here at the moment. So the 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 um the clarity of vision is now extended to about 600 metres. So we're going okay. Oh, we're just excellent. in between. We're just what well, just just to just to twist the knife a bit more. What's the weather like up uh, up there in Brisbane?
2: Uh, it's heading towards 29 up here. So <laughs> as, as Justin would know, it's it's, it's blue sky everywhere here. Yeah, I'm well, it
1: in. yeah, no, you are rubbing it in. Hey, two games into round four, um, you know, you're the most interested person, um, I reckon, in Australian football um, to, to keep a check on how the game's going. So two games into the fourth round, give us your health check on, on what we're seeing and the way that the game is, is being played. Andy, uh, look,
2: I think what I'm seeing uh, currently is just a better balance between attack and defence. And that was really what we set out to do as as we worked through. Like we watched a lot of football last year and Justin will remember this. I, I was uh, in the hub at uh, Royal Pines with Justin and we, we had the odd chat here and there about football and and it's you know, we, we spent a lot of time watching um you know, night after night games and I, I think you know, when you get to the end of last year and you're making the decisions that we have, the adjustments to the game, um, we wanted to really... Our overarching aim was to try and just um, deliver a better balance between attack and defence, and we're certainly seeing that in the early rounds. It's only a small sample size um, at the moment. I you know, certainly acknowledge that, but um, it, it is, it is, there's definitely a bit more space in the game, and we're certainly seeing players take advantage of that, and I think we'll see more of that um, as the players recognise that they've got that uh, that space to work in.
3: Hey, Steve, um, thank, firstly, thanks for telling the world that I was the man that brought in the stand rule, which is really nice to change the game. Is that, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that's, what you, I'm sure that's what you meant. <laughs> one thing I am intrigued about, and you have given a little insight into some of the work you've done behind the scenes. I think in the in the past, some coaches or players or even some fans might think that, that some of the rules that have come in have been a bit of trial and error. Just bring them in and see how they go. But this rule proves there's been a yeah. bit of work put in the background. Can you just give someone a bit of an insight into some of the work that's done before implement this rule,
2: yeah. Thanks, Justin. It's um, yeah. You've certainly got to see that. You know, as, as as we sort of worked through last year, I think firstly we, we, we need to, as a footy ops team, identify um, you know what adjustments you're going to make, and then and then from there, uh, you know, clearly that then needs to be approved by key stakeholders, our executive team, right through to the commission, and and then off the back of that, there's an implementation. Um, phase as well. And so one of the things that we needed to do was, if we all think back to last year, the language used by umpires was hold. And that was so the player wouldn't step over the mark. And so what we had to do was identify that that actually needed to change that particular word. And that's how we came up with stand. We also then implemented the um, mm. the hand signal to make it as easy as possible for the players. And all of that was 100,000 people at the MCG Grand Final. day. We were thinking, that far ahead as far as the level of noise and so forth. And so what was the communication system going to be like? And then on top of that, we then, um, we, we, we deployed umpires, you know, 500 plus times to pre-season training. And you know, what the players have done, I, I think at times we tend to get a bit lost on with this. The players are, are such professionals. They've actually brought this to life along with the umpires. So the, the, the two key um, elements to this you know as you're saying Justin there's one thing to to identify it there's then the design and creation of it implementation and then you've actually got to bring it to life and and at that point um you know my 40 ops team is handing it over to umpires and players and they've adjusted their behavior accordingly and it, I think it's a credit to them that I, I personally think that's where the credit Um, lies from my point of view.
0: Hock, for your time in the game and being in the role you are now for the last couple of years, but going back to when you're in football or club land, is this the quickest positive outcome from a rule change that you've seen in your time? It feels like, and I'm sure you're hearing the conversation, it feels like we've got exactly or you've got exactly what you want within three weeks of footy.
2: Yeah, look, it's, it's, I, I think, um, Nick, what, what we do is we look at the three weeks and go, you know, it, it seems like it's just happened. I think what I've just shared there is that's months and months of work. You know, it, it's right through. I sort of go right back to 2018 when I first came into the role. And one, one of the really strong pressures um, from the industry was, you know, let's let's actually work out quickly what needs to happen. Now, hopefully, what people are starting to see is we're quite methodical in our approach um, to to how we we make decisions, and and so what we've done over a period of time is we've worked through how all of these um, adjustments work together. And whilst we're you know we're here today talking about the stand mark, it, it works alongside the six six six. It also mm. works alongside the, you know, <coughs> setting the game back up, you know, back out to twenty. 20 minutes. It, it works alongside the kick-in rule. It also works alongside the rotations. All of them have been put together and knitted together to actually make a difference in the game and create that better balance between attack and defence. It, it's not, in my my personal view, it's not just one rule. I think all of them are working together um, in, in in harmony. And and I've talked a lot in the past, Nick, about the game finding a rhythm and 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 I think that's what is really important. Like I you know when I when I go and sit in the stands and and as a fan, you're sitting there and, and the game looks really good, and I'm absolutely invested in it like it was last night at Adelaide Oval. I'm not sure the reason why the game is just good. Mm. And I, I think that's really you know that that's exciting for the fans. So
0: you you, you, put, you take into account all of those rule changes over multiple years. You speak about rhythm. We're twenty nine games into this season. Is the product that we're seeing right now everything that you thought it would be and therefore you're satisfied with what we're watching?
2: Oh, look I, I'm I'm I've never wanted to be satisfied to be quite honest, Nick, but I, I think um, you know where where we've got to currently and you know, again I, I come back to you know, where it's a small sample size and, and what we'll see is you know, one one of the pleasing things I'm already seeing, you know, back to, I think it was Andy's, Andy's point, about you know, w- w- what's my critique of the game currently. We're seeing a lot of different game styles. Mm. We're seeing a range of different innovation and strategy that's in the game. We're seeing players that are able to take the game on in different parts of the game, you know, whether it be you know, in front of goal, whether it be back through the middle of the ground, whether it be across half back, and, and you know, they're punching that ball through um, on that 45 into the corridor. We're seeing a lot of variation, and I think Justin will understand this. We're going to see more of that over the, over the next month, and that's the exciting thing.
1: Steve it's Sam Edmund here thanks for your time this afternoon I just wanted to ask you about the man on the mark rule and what you've made of some of the debate around whether it should be policed differently for players taking set shots who some argue makes for you know farcical viewing at times when a player on the marks obviously rooted to the spot and the the player taking the set shot can sort of play on an arc around is there any scope in your mind to review that aspect of the rule?
2: Uh, not, not at this stage, Sam. And, and you know what we do, and, and I've been quite clear on this. You know, we we monitor things right across um, the season. Uh, you know that's that's part of being a custodian of the game. We, we need to you know, make sure that we're on top of uh, how um, all of these adjustments, uh, you know, strategy starts to come in and, and kicking around it. We meet every Monday and work through that. And and certainly, um, you know we'll we'll continue to to collect data across the season if there needs to be any consideration around that, we'll, we'll work with our stakeholders to understand that and, and umpires would be at the forefront of it. Steve, can, can go, I... The, yeah, sorry, sorry can ahead. I just
1: put in one, just one on that before I hand it back to you, blokes. Um Steve, we saw one the other night with um, a young uh, Nick Blakey having a set shot after the siren mm. and the umpire set him yep. up to allow him for his natural arc. So at the point of the kick, he was going to be kicking over the man on the mark. That all seemed to make a bit of sense. But then Blakey seemed to cross the line by the time he kicked the footy. And the kick was allowed to go on. Did you look at that one? And and have you got – does that type of incident just need to be tweaked a little bit? Yeah, so, Andy,
2: it's a great question and good discussion, guys, on on this. We were very clear that 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 was a a clear implementation um, from David Mollison. Uh, the umpire at the time, he did a fantastic job, and and yep. what it has um, done for us, Andy, is it's given us a great coaching tool um, for for the umpires. You know, they meet every Tuesday out at at uh, Vic Uni, and and that one will become a a standard for us. And and you know, quite clearly, um, you know, once the siren's gone, we we don't want the player um, uh, arcing out out um, too fast. So yeah, that's that's become a really good coaching tool for for the umps moving forward.
3: Yeah, Steve, the the rules and obviously the game at the moment is clearly passing the pub test and the the eye test, and everyone's loving the game. But is there a certain statistical outcome that you were looking for at the start? So let, let's use the stand rule for an example. And you know, was it D fifty transition numbers? Was it scoring itself? And, and even with the six six six, now that it's sort of three years in, is this is there a, was there a number three years ago that you thought we want to hit? Like at the moment, it was a twenty point average a game? It's sort of Closer to twenty four now. Was it? Well, we really wanted to get to thirty. Was there? Was there a number in the background that you wanted to use to as a figure?
2: No, not not really, Justin. I, I think um, yeah, that's certainly where people uh, like to go, and I you know understand that and, and acknowledge that. With, with the six six six, when it was first brought in, it, it was brought in, um, and the sort of first probably minute and a half of of, of that, it, it flushed out the game quite nicely, and then very quickly. The longer you didn't score, um, it, the more it disappeared, that influence over the game. And so what we've done over that time since 2019 is we've continued to scope how we actually build more opportunity of that right through the quarter. And you know, quite clearly what we're seeing now is um, you know, when, when scoring does tick up the, the way it has in the, in the first sort of, you know, three and a bit rounds, um, 666 six, six really kicks in um you know strongly and and it, it does you know it gives, it gives us regular opportunities to reset reset the ground so look it, it comes back I'll, I'll just keep coming back to a better balance between the pack and defense i'm quite genuine around that i think that's the most important thing i know people want to talk about scoring but for me you know for my team it's it's really about that space in the game to to see Um, younger players. I think one of the things that I'm seeing is I'm seeing younger players in their first year be able to come in and have an impact immediately because there's a bit more space in the game. We're seeing sort of middle range players have that um, opportunity as well and then you're seeing someone like a Tex Walker who a lot of people sort of thought how much longer does he have and now we're talking about him having even longer in the game and I think that's the exciting thing. That's sort of where I go to from a from a playing perspective, uh, I sort of look at you know, how it's impacting the players and, and the difference it's making to how they're playing the game. Because after all, they are the game. Well, it goes the fan.
3: Yes. Yeah. will it go a step further, Steve, with the density rule that's sort of we're seeing now in the VFL, and there's mixed sort of ru- uh, opinions on whether you know will they be pulled back and um, the time it takes to do that. Will Will it go to that? You think going forward in the AFL?
2: Look, it's it's that. Yeah, it's something that um, it's, a, it's a good discussion. It's something that we we uh, have obviously put in at, um, at VFL um, level, and and we're going to trial that right through uh, their season. Um, I was I was out at uh, the hangar out at um, Essendon there last night, watching um, Essen uh, VFL team and, and also Frankston uh, play under the lights there. and had a, had a good look at it, um, and you know, before I ducked home and then and then flicked the TV on and, and watched last night's game. But it was uh, it, it was actually it was we we'd, we'd obviously made some adjustments um, to to it uh, over the last week or so, and you know watching it live last night, it's made a difference. It, it, everything that we do needs to be able to settle into the game and not be nuclear. In its in its application, in my view, it it needs to you know go back to the rhythm piece. It needs to be able to just find its natural level in the game where players actually embrace it, and that's what I saw last night with the adjustments we've made to it. It was um, it was officiated really well, and, and um, yeah, the game the game was certainly open with those players uh, sitting back inside the, the fifty arc. So we'll just sit and monitor it for the year. We've got studies going on around that that'll help inform decision making moving forward. S- Steve, I'm
0: sure you're aware of some of the conversation about certain players and style of players in the game maybe being cut out and the inside midfield has been spoken about with less stoppages. How aware and how much are you monitoring making sure this game still gives opportunity to everybody? I've just heard you touch on more space and more run, which brings in certain players, Tex Walker's probably an outcome of all of that, but is there also a tipping point where you need a little bit of everything so everybody can still play this game at this level?
2: Yeah, definitely, Nick. I, I think that's really important that piece. It's a, it's an important um, thing that we don't overlook. And and you know, you, you, if if we go back and have a look at what we've done with SSP, if you have a look at the mid-season um, draft, like people are already talking. You know, I'll go down to the Gold Coast and Carlton game tonight at Metricon Stadium, and and um, you know people are, are talking about the mid-season draft of Gold Coast. They need they need a ruckman. I think over recent years, I think the game's really opened up to all shapes, all sizes. Um, you know, there's diverse talent coming through, and I, I'm very, very mindful that that needs to continue. I think, you know, in answer to your question, coaches will be thinking about players differently, and and you know, whilst there's been that inside midfielder, uh, there's still a place for them in the game. They may, they may be deployed to a different part of the game. You know, that, that That is all up now for consideration. I think it's quite exciting for us as um, as football followers and fans um, to, to watch how all well that unfolds. But we've got a close eye. The game should be available to everybody that wants to play.
1: Steve, we'll let you go in a moment. I've got a couple of AFLW questions for you. One, just Damien Hardwick put on the agenda something that's been kind of floated here and there about loaning players mid-season to, to other clubs and you know there'd be sort of mechanisms around all of that if it ever came to be is that something that sits comfortably with you just just the kind of the, the bare bones notion of that
2: uh, look I, I think there's some challenges around it Andy, but there, there's certainly um, you know, first and foremost just the the player um, you know, we need to consider the impact on, on the player in that scenario and you know we would we would just work with the AFLPA on that. Yeah, um, I, I think the I think the the overarching thing that Damien was, was saying, and and it's absolutely spot on, it just ties into the questions that's been asked. Um, we we want we want players, uh, um, men and women, to be able to play AFL and AFLW, and and so where you can, where there yeah. are mechanisms that can be considered, I, I think that's that's the duty that we have to to consider that and and you know make sure we don't rush it in, understand all the potential impacts around it. Um, and just consider it and then you know, plug it in if, if, there's, if there is strong support for it.
1: Tens and maybe hundreds of thousands of us around Australia looking forward to the two prelims, Adelaide first, taking on Melbourne at Adelaide over. You're up at the Gabba. You'll watch the Brisbane Lions take on Collingwood thereafter. We've asked you about the AFL uh, and the, the way the game's evolving there. To your eye, how big a leap has there been from maybe three or four years ago in the standard of footy being played in the AFLW to what we're likely to see on display in these two prelims today?
2: I think it's significant... Andy, uh, you, you know you know that better than um, anybody. You spend a lot of time out in the ground, don't you? You're,
1: you're <laughs> got Thank you, Stephen. Too much. I've had a couple of memos. Yeah, I've point. read them. I've, I've read the memos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
2: did. I did notice that you adjusted. We really appreciate that, um, <laughs> Thank you, we Stephen. Also, we, 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 we also appreciate too your involvement. It's it's super. Like seriously, I, I know the work that you and bob do so you know we're very appreciative of all that you bring to aflw but but getting back to your question it's um it it really has improved significantly um it's it's a credit to everybody involved you know they're, they're part-time um and you know they, they they juggle a lot of commitments and i i just think it's uh yeah it's it, it's been such a successful season and the most pleasing thing is you know we didn't get it completed in 2020 and we've been so committed and, and let's not forget, you know, from I think it was the 1st of January of this year, my, my team were plugged straight back into COVID operation um, mm-hmm. you know, after dismounting from 2020, and that was all related to GWS, and so it's a credit to everybody that's had to bounce around at different stages and, and, and navigate all the COVID um, aspects of it, even right to this week, like, you know, we, we will... Collingwood will come out of this if they do move forward. Uh, uh, Well, and if they don't, and myself included, we'll all show up at the Holden Centre tomorrow night and, and, you know, have COVID tests. So it's still relevant in the community and um, everybody's still working through that. But uh, we're going to see two excellent prelim finals today. and I'm I'm very excited to be up here.
1: Yeah, I bet. And last one, we know this league's going to expand. Have you got a gut feel... As to where it best sits, where it best fits in in the calendar.
2: Um, look, I think uh, where, where it is as far as it being summer, um, a summer sport, um, it seems to work really well, and yep. and so you know, we've quite clearly got a bit more work to do around all of that, and and you know, it's something that we will will we'll, um, we'll, will will certainly uh, do the work required to continue to grow it because it's it's. It's really, really important. I mean, the participation um, in, in women's football is, is so significant, so high. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are enjoying enjoying the, uh, the competition and we just need to keep building on that. So credit to everybody. Andy, the other, the other one that I, I just wanted to uh, uh, acknowledge too, just this weekend, is community football back this weekend for the first time. Yeah, spot on. And, yep. and, and, and you know, it, right through Victoria where there was no, no community football at all last, right through
1: 2020.
2: Yep. So just a credit to, you know, all the volunteers and the players. Pretty much good luck and go well.
1: Mate, thanks for joining us. You've got a busy day ahead of you and we appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
2: Oh thanks Andy